You are in for a real treat today on Backstage with Randy Phillips, where I have the privilege of sitting down with Beth Moore. Yes, Beth Moore. <laughs> but before we begin, I want to remind you, if you haven't already, follow or subscribe and give us a great rating and review. This helps us get the message out, and we might even read your review on the show. Beth Moore is a hero of mine, and she is a legend. She has taught millions of people to know and love Jesus through the study of Scripture. Her speaking engagements have taken her across the globe. And when I sat down with Beth, we talked about life, ministry, and what it looks like to overcome. It was raw, and it was real, and her journey has not been the easiest, but she has handled it with class. I can't wait for you to hear about her experiences. Here we go. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Randy Phillips, and this is the Backstage with Randy Phillips podcast. And my guest today, the incomparable, the incredible Beth Moore. I am so glad to be here with you, Randy. Thank you for having me. This is a dream come true. This is a bucket list. Well, I, you know, it is quite the letdown, though, isn't it? Oh, no. So, I'm, I'm so nervous. <laughs> no, you are not. I am. My goodness. Oh, I'm so, so happy. I want to thank you for helping me and my family love Jesus more. You are so gracious to say that. Of all things in this world, that would be Your what... teachings have changed me, touched me. Brandy, to be in, next to you is a great honor. My goodness. <laughs> that, that moves me deeply. Thank, thank you, you for that. There's nothing, nothing like that. When I look back over the course of my own journey and I think of the people that have invested in my life from afar that I never even got to meet face-to-face, but they affected how deeply I felt about Jesus and affected my longevity in Mm. what he had called me to do. And, you know, these are the people that, oh, I just feel like to have been somehow touched at a time in my life that was so needed, that God always had the right people there. So true. Always, always for that particular chapter of my life. So whenever I get to be part of that with somebody else, there's no there's <laughs> no better, no greater uh, honor. You have shaped my soul with the Word of God, and I thank you. Oh. Who's your favorite uh, male trio all over the <laughs> age of 60? <laughs> About Phillips Craig and Jr. is that it just never ever gets old to me. Not oh, ever, not ever. Sweet. I love you. I've, I kept I keep telling Travis, Travis Cottrell, if you'll just kill over, we can take your spot. But he just won't kill over. <laughs> Listen, but he could. He would make a great quartet. He would, and we've had him out a number yes. of times. He's something, isn't he? Phenomenal. He really is, Randy. I'm going to tell you, we've worked together. This is our 24th year. No way. And I still, to me, this really says something. I don't know if someone listening will find this impressive, 
but we've been in ministry together that many years. And I'm still going to tell you that's whose music I'm going to listen to very mm. often when I'm getting ready yes. to speak or getting or really just wanting to, to worship in my car to still believe somebody at that point I know. to know that they are they are legit. Yes. They love the Lord and that I've never seen in all of these years. And we're talking, we are family close. He's yes. like a son to me. Yes. His wife is like a daughter-in-law to me. I, all, I've known all the kids all of their lives. And yet I have never seen him be any different than the person that you know. I love and him. And that's everything. It really is everything. And his voice touches me. It yes. moves me. Yes. Uh, so like it's a Friday night at Beth Moore's house and you don't have to prepare to mm -hmm. go teach, to, to preach. Um, you don't have anything to work for. It's just a Friday night with you and Keith. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Okay. I am almost always, if the weather is even decent, and most of the time when it's not, <laughs> I am Texas. going to be out on that front porch and I'm going to watch the sun go down oh. through the trees. So I'm an outside girl. Okay. I would only sleep in the house. Now, Keith, with, that would be right at the front door. Keith's going to be on the other side of that front door watching that TV with me watching the sun go down and me saying, do you know what you're missing out yeah. here? And I try to leave the door open sometimes where he'll just look out there. And sometimes he'll come and join me. But my two dogs are out there, and What's then I'll names? throw balls to them. One of them is a German short hair pointer, and her name is Creek. Creek. And then I have a border collie by the name of Queen Esther because <laughs> I got her when I was writing the Esther Bible study. Oh. And uh, so I named her after the study. And oh my goodness, I can still look at that era in my library because you can tell which books I used because all of the spines of them are bitten and chewed <laughs> off. So because she was a puppy in there yeah. in my office with me, but I love my dogs. And we live out in the country, really out in the woods. We live by uh, pastures. So our, our neighbors are farmers, but mm. our land was not cleared. And we left it the way yeah. it was, except just to clear enough to build. Yeah. And so we really do live in the woods. So I walk those dogs and and garden, and um, I'll, I won't go in until the sun is all the way down. So mm. I love daylight savings. I want it to be late when the sun goes <laughs> down. And I just, I, I love it. I'm, I'm very enraptured with Jesus in uh, nature. I really, really am. That's my... So that's just, where, just, just being solace. at home is enough and watching and being outdoors? Yes. Keith and I do. We have uh, best friends in Houston that were in our original Sunday school class. Really? Way back when we married 43 years ago. In fact, I when I saw her that first Sunday, I was just like so stunned because we'd gone to high school for a while together and she tried to copy off my paper in English class. <laughs> and I was just so startled. I was like, I, I just can't believe we're in class with her. <laughs> and so, and she told her husband afterwards, she said, you're, you're just not going to believe this, but we have known each other. Anyway, we became best friends. You know, both of us, the Lord had just pulled out of the deepest pit, and we became best friends. And we, so we still go out with them. Oh, good. 44 years of marriage later for them, 43 for us. Oh, goodness. And so we'll, we'll go out on double dates with them uh, almost once a week. Really? But I, I think that I get to go enough. You may feel the same way, Randy, depending upon how often. You how you balance traveling with your responsibilities on yes. you know at your church and yes. on Sundays, but I get to travel enough where if I'm in town, I I want to be home. Yes, 
It is. It's my favorite place. I, I know. I tell Keith when I'm when I'm coming home, there's nothing beautiful mm. about the Houston area. <laughs> but I'll still tell you that where we live in those very modest woods, and boy, they are humble woods. By that, I mean, <laughs> nobody's going, oh, I'd want to build here. Nobody. But for me, when I drive out on those country roads, I think this is mm. my favorite place in the world. You're a Texas girl. I am. Now, I was raised in Arkansas. Okay. So I still think of myself, and probably because of, the weirdness of Texans. I still think of myself as an Arkansan. Really? I moved here in the middle of high school. And you have to understand, were you raised here, Randy? Yes. Well, then, see, you don't get it. Because what I know <laughs> is that I'm substandard in my family. <laughs> Keith was born in Houston. The yeah. girls were born in Texas. And so they don't really consider me legit. It doesn't matter that <laughs> decades I have been to the Lone Star State. No, no, no. So I still am technically an Arkansan. Yeah. And that's where when people say, where did you get that accent? It's because it's I the, was raised in Arkansas, then moved to Texas. Yes. And the blend is just a train wreck. I love the accent. Oh, well. Well, I'm glad somebody <laughs> needs to. I, I somebody asked me not too long ago. Do can you go in, anywhere in public and not be recognized? And I said, if I don't say a word, <laughs> if I say even a phrase, yeah. it's so distinctive. It's just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I hear That's my. True. I can't listen to myself on the radio. No. I can't. Oh, I just. Yeah. Oh, any podcast or anything like that. I never listen to it. Never. Really? Oh no! I never watch my program. No. I'm the same way. I can't uh, do uh, it. I can't either. I just can't either. Uh, I was. Uh, I have a bit of an accent. Yeah. I don't know. Really, I had. Picked up I had noticed that. that. I, I felt a moment ago like it might have something to do with you appreciating mine, but I For didn't sure. really want to say anything. I was having some terrible allergies and I uh, had to go sing a bunch of concerts, so I needed a shot. So I went to the doctor. It's usually a fellow that gives me the shot, but it wasn't there today. It was a, a beautiful lady, and she said, "I'll I'll give you the shot." And I said, "In my arm?" She said, "No, I've got a." Give it to you in the, you know, the hinder regions. Yes. So I said, oh, okay. So, you know, it's a doctor. So if she, and then she gives me the shot and she said, I loved your sermon on oh, Sunday. Oh, no. No, it's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> Listen, there, I'm going to tell you something, Randy. I, I think you're going to agree with this. I do not understand how... We can be in ministry for years on end and not have the absolute fire <laughs> humbled out of us over and over and over. It's so true. People will ask, you know, how they'll be young in ministry and they really want to know. They really want to know how would you tell us how how can we stay humble in ministry? I'm always like, <laughs> you know what? You, I don't think you're going to have to worry it's about it. It's not going to be a problem. Because if you have half a wit of, of heart toward God, He will oh, see to Lord. it. It is constant. Oh, yeah. It's just constant. It's just one thing after another. As a trailblazer, you have been a front runner for all of us. Um, you have your 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 the knowledge you have, the applications you put to it. How long does it take you 
to come up. What is your preparation and research for? Ooh, I love that question. One of your so I mean, so like I a living proof live event. Like four. It takes me four hours to get thirty minutes for a sermon. Oh yeah. And and I've heard you speak well, for like an hour oh, on, and a half been, a time. Ten of those. Oh yeah. It would have been. It would have been literally all week long for that weekend conference. Or if it's was a Bible study taping. Oh, you're talking you know, several weeks getting ready for that. But I love that you asked the question because I was just telling my daughter, she um, co-writes with me in the Bible studies now and has in the last couple, and it's so fulfilling for me. But I was telling her how sorry I was that she was not at our event that's in town um, this weekend. And she said, yes, Mother, I because I thought she's surely pining to be with us here. But she said, Mother... You know, I'm neck deep in Philippians. This is all I can think about. Mm. And I thought, oh my goodness, the apple does not fall far <laughs> from the tree. Because I have I have gotten to do something, Randy, that I literally would pay to do. Mm. I love it. And I all I can tell you is that God has sustained that that fire. From the first time I was 27 when I went to my, I was already speaking, but I was not teaching yet. Yeah. And I'd been asked to teach a Sunday school class. I'd done it as a sub for about nine months. I was terrible at it, just wanted to get to the end of the year. And they offered a Bible doctrine class at my church. Mm. And my teacher, it's just a small class, about 15 people. And I guess that people would even say that perhaps his delivery was somewhat dry. I don't, I don't know how to explain the reaction I had, but he absolutely mesmerized me. Mm. And I had never seen anyone that loved the scriptures like him. I had known, I've known servants that love Jesus all of my life. I was raised with a really strong emphasis on missions, the Great Commission. I have known missionaries all of my life. I I have known people who truly love Jesus. And I've known people who have taught the scriptures. I'm saying that I knew looking at that dude there is nothing in the world he would rather do than this. Yes. Nothing. He would, and he was a big, thick guy, big, big football uh, player, former football player. And when he would read, that the tears would pool mm. in, in his eyes, and I would think, "What in heaven's name?" Yeah. <clears throat> and I went to the car, and I just burst into tears. And I said, "You know, I looked up as if God couldn't see through the top of the car." <laughs> Looked up through the windshield like that, and I said, I, I don't know what that was, but I want it. Mm. And the, it was like the Lord struck a match oh. and um, and just put a torch in me for Scripture. And I have just—this uh, is so silly, but right now I can feel the chills mm. on my arms. And I, it's certainly not about chills, and it's not about always feeling that fire. I am just telling you that even this afternoon getting ready for my message this weekend, I still— Felt that same. I just, I love this more than anything mm. in this world. I just love this. So, my process, uh, especially if if it's close together, is that I'm, I'm, what I'm going to be doing. I only think about two events in advance. Mm. If I think much longer yeah. than that, I, and I know you'd feel yes. the same. I'm overwhelmed. It's paralyzing. It's paralyzing. And all I can think is, surely the Lord will come get me before then. You know, it's just like, <laughs> I just, I, I hate that. I hate that because I, I'll i not have the grace to do what he yes. will give me at the yes. time. 
But I'll start thinking about, and I'll, what I do, I keep a journal that I, you know, I'll write notes about the scriptures that I'm reading that day and write my prayer requests and things like that. But I keep a whole blank section in the back of it for concepts that the Lord will give me. Randy, I want to tell you this, and this is going to sound hyper-spiritual, but I'm telling you that this truly is the way it works. It's one reason why I say to teachers and preachers and pastors all the time, you need to practice a daily the daily discipline yes. of Bible reading and yes. prayer because as I live and breathe, Randy Phillips, 80% of what I speak on at least is something coming out of that mm. of that devotional time. Love it. I'm not getting it. So yeah. most of it is going to come right there. And a concept, a phrase is going to come to me. All of a sudden, I'm reading something I've read a thousand times. I mean, a passage, John 1, something I know almost mm. by heart. And all of a sudden, or that phrase pops out, that word pops out, that moment pops mm. out. So I go to the back, and I jot that concept down. I put a question mark by it and asking the Lord, where? Well, it won't be long until I'm in prayer again, and all yes. of a sudden I know exactly what city that one's supposed to be, and I go mm. back to it. And then I do, I start with uh, with a, a word study from it, like I'll look up all yep. those whole words, yeah. and then I'll, um, I'm a commentary freak, so I do that. But it, it'll, it'll take hours getting ready for it, uh, so I'll, I'll spend usually that whole week uh, getting ready for that one event. But the beauty of it is that I just, I just love it. It is still what feeds my soul, and it is, and I still get nervous. So it's not all um, just easy. I've never gotten where I don't get anxious mm. and feel the weight of it and the burden of it. But it still is so worth it because then I want so much for them to know that word and to sense the life. Of it, I, my favorite thing is to look out in a group and to watch what I feel like happened to me that day in class, yes. which is for a light to come on. That all of a sudden, I mean, I have been reading a little bit of Bible every day for years, but all of a sudden it went from a discipline to the absolute mm -hmm. delight of my life, and I, and I can every now and then I can see it happen to somebody. I can just see. I think I, she just it, that bug just bit her. Yeah, it's just over for That's, her. I mean, it, your passion comes through, and, and the freshness of it. No matter how many times I've seen you, watched you, it's so fresh. It's so vibrant. It true. It truly so, is. Is strictly you. the Lord, and yeah. I, I, and let me tell you what He's done. Because, uh, I've I've talked this over with Him so many times. Because. I know that the way he has answered my prayer, which was all the way from that time at 27, I, I, be, I asked him, never, ever let me lose my love mm. for Jesus and yes. my love for this book. Never. Sustain it in me all my life. Well, Randy, of course, primarily the way he's done that is through one problem after another, one disappointment mm. after another, one hardship after another, a really rocky marriage, and um, which I mean that in phases, uh, and and just difficult times, criticism, controversy, whatever it was. But I realized, you know, if you need the scriptures, 
they are alive. Yes, they are. He just does not turn away the desperate. And so it, it'll it make John 3.16 all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, God loves the world. <laughs> you know, it just it sounds so ridiculous. But, but pure, raw need yes. just puts you in that place over and over. And I feel like um, when I get home to him and see him, that he's going to say something like, you can thank me now. Yeah. All those times, you know, that I was like, aren't lives never smooth out, Lord? Why? Peaks and valleys. Why? And yet I think it's the thing that he's used because Mm. I myself cannot conquer all the things that come my way. I'm so like, oh, Lord, what do I do with this? So it just stays alive. So I don't, I'm just glad I didn't have to make the decision. He's sovereign. This was the way he saw fit to do it. Because if he asked me, is this the way you'd want to do it again? It would be like, is there another way? Because I want to love you like that. I want to love your word like that. But does it have to be under these conditions, you know? I, uh, complementarians, egalitarians, hierarchical, Mm. that's been going on forever. Yes. You have been so faithful, so steady, so uh, God called to do what He's put in your heart. I apologize to you for everyone, not me, but everyone that's been so hurtful to you and cruel. Thank you. And it makes me sad that uh, men called of God would... uh, would not see the fruit of what you do and the platform which God gave you and not be so humbled by it and want to wash your feet. Really, thank you for saying that. What a kind thing to say. Has that been one of the more hurtful things for you of seeing crude, ill-advised, fearful men in high positions... Yes. Hurt you? Yes. Uh, Yes, it has. But I'll tell you, it hurts more when it gets more personal. Like, for instance, I can, I'll use as an example when a very well known figure said, you know, sort of mockingly, he was asked for his first reaction to my name, and he told me, he said, go home. And so it caused such a big blow up, but it did not enter my heart. I don't know how to explain this exactly. Have you ever had hurts come to you where you know that it's, it's, you feel the hit. It would be like if you got hit with a paintball, perhaps, and where you, you can feel the hit. You, yeah. you can definitely feel the thump on your chest, but that it doesn't get in. Right. That one never got in mm, because... Because I know, I know that the Lord has called me, and that I would be in disobedience to Him to not fulfill my calling. But when in my own world there was a a, a situation where it was my own world, mm. and it was pastors from my own denomination, mm. and I'm gonna tell you it almost put me in the bed. Mm. And not many things in my life have ever threatened to put me in the bed. I, I was 
I wake up in a good mood. I just am a I'm a I'm sort of happy by nature <laughs> and I find a lot of joy in things, but it it was so personal to me because it was like, and I, I don't even know if I can say this, but uh it was like you you know that's not true. Mm. You know I have never been a threat to your pulpit. Mm. You know that I have never led your women in rebellion against the church and in some feminist mood. You know that this is not true. I have served your women for years. And it, it took the breath out of me. I'm sorry. And I, that I will spend maybe not a lifetime recovering from, but but a while, it was very personal. And I'm so happy to tell you, of course it was not across the board. But Randy, it was hundreds. And you've never, I, I, people would say along the way, well, but Beth, you have to keep in mind that this is a fringe group. Oh, Randy, this was no fringe group. I think it was a mob mentality. I don't think a lot of them would have done it except they got caught up in yeah. it. And then it just was, but it was, it was like standing in front of a firing squad, only you can't die. Mm. You just keep standing there and keep getting hit and think. It's very isolating. Even with my husband and my daughters, as much as they lamented and grieved, it's still you, you by yourself yeah. that feel, oh. You know, it's a very odd thing to be hated. A very odd, it's a very odd feeling. So um, that the more personal is, the closer it is to home, uh, then the harder it is. But if it's a little more distant, like for instance, the the earlier uh, figure, that's not really my world. That world has always felt this way about women. Yes. And so to me, it was sort of typical of that world. But I will tell you this. I kept waiting for an apology because I thought, oh, I know he feels so bad. Because <laughs> I thought, because he shot off his mouth. Yeah. I shoot off my mouth so I, I yeah. understand. Because yeah. I can say something and think, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that or I wish I wouldn't have done it publicly. But that was surprising to me because I kept thinking, I'm going to get a call. I'm going to get a call. And I, and I was prepared to go, listen, I've been there so many yeah. times. No worries, no worries. But, but I didn't. Well, I didn't do that. If I can apologize for him. <laughs> well, you, you're gracious. If I could, uh, you, you are, you're so gracious. I want so much to say to him. You're gonna like me so much like in me. heaven. You really are. Uh, you, I follow you on Twitter. Oh, Everyone Lord. should follow Beth Moore oh, on Twitter. Help us, Lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the most myself I ever am. I, lo- I just, yes. sometimes I have to reread them, I, and then I say to Denise, my wife, okay, now, what what did she mean there? Okay. Oh, Lord, have right. mercy. But this one, oh, this thing about uh, nobody gets out unbloodied. That's, no, no, that's right. Is this the sort of thing you're talking about? Yes. Or is it if yes. you put yourself out there? If you put yourself out there, I think, I think either one. Uh, you, if you are willing... Let me, I want to tell you something. Randy, I think you're going to go with me here. When we talk about all the celebrity culture that we're presently in, and we, listen, we all, 
we've seen it. We know it. Yes. We've been in it. Yes. We, we, we get it. But most of the people I know did not go looking for any such thing. I don't know many people that surrender to ministry thinking they're going to get rich, be seen, that they're going, you know, all the things mm-hmm. that, that most people are surrendering to ministry because yes. they truly love Jesus yes. to the degree that they have the maturity to respond to his love. They truly love him. But any time when, when, when he says, you follow me and you follow him out, when he leads you into the middle of a stage and those lights are on you, I mean to tell you, you are suddenly under a scrutiny that is just unmatched. Yes. For me, uh, the so I don't think there's anybody. I, I just don't. I don't think there's anybody that can escape it. And I'm constantly telling people that be careful. Yes. You go with him if that's where he leads you. There's nothing wrong with having a large audience. But you need to know, you need to be prepared for mm. it because you will be criticized constantly yes. and for a variety of reasons, sometimes because we're wrong. And so we said it wrong. We taught it wrong. We, you know, my goodness, Randy, I still am having to take responsibility <laughs> for things I wrote 30 years ago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do. It's just like, I don't know what to tell you, folks. It was a different day. <laughs> it, it was, was a different, different context. It was a different, whole different world yeah. in so many ways. But there's going to be that that is going to go with it. And there's that counting that cost. But I, I want to say, because I don't want anyone to be discouraged, and I want to say this to you and to Denise For people that have so felt for me, and I have been so blessed and comforted by that, but I also want you to know the Lord has so faithfully tended to me. Uh He made me sort of, I I sort of am like Tigger. You know, I just, I don't know why, but I'll just, I my bottom up. hits the ground, and then I just bounce right back up. And, and I, I I know sometimes my critics are like, is there, can you not just put something on the woman's head? where she'll, But I just, you know, I'll just be brokenhearted, and yeah. then I'll just bounce back. But I have a lot of joy in in the Lord just by myself with Him. And so that, that sustains me, and that's what I'm going to say to somebody. I mean, my grandmother used to say, you better dance with the one who brought you. <laughs> and I mean, if the Lord brought you there, you let go of that, and you've got nothing to sustain you. And I don't mean let go of Jesus. I don't know many people that have done mm. that. But where they stop nurturing their time with Him, I, no, nobody gets that. Mm. When people say, how do you keep that up? What do you mean, how do I keep that up? Nothing, nothing gets to come before that. Mm. Nothing. That that is the reason why I can live. So uh, you you have to hang on to that intimacy, or it's it's a nightmare. It would be a nightmare to be in front. Well, I thank you for being on this podcast. I thank you for your authenticity. I love you so much. I, I, you never give me your number. You block me. So I, <laughs> the only know. way I can, like, Randy so I reach out to Travis because he'll still take my call. <laughs> I'll say, is she okay? Should I drive uh, up there? <laughs> is there anything I can do for her? You're I'm so I'm cheering kind. you on. Oh, Randy, thank you. You mean the world to me and millions and millions of others. You've helped us 
with the Word of God, love Jesus more. Oh. On behalf of an innumerable company, I thank you. Thank you, Randy. That means the world to me. Thank you. God bless you, brother. Beth Moore, thank you from the bottom of my heart. To find more information on Beth or resources from her, go to Living Proof Ministry or visit lproof.org and find her on all her socials. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. I'll see you next time.